mind. This is not no Sandra Bull. It's a potion number nine. Navigating through her eyes. Destination to her thighs. And I hate to tell you too much. Cause I stay with too much pride. We way too young to know love. Maybe not, but we don't do no rush. I believe in love at first sight. I believe in love at first sight. Can I be with you this one night? I can wear you on the side. I can tell you like your sisters. But I make you come and try. The fat boys are back, <laughs> and you know they can never be whack. <laughs> um, yeah, it's been a long time. We uh, we've been sucking like the last two or three episodes. But to be fair, it is holiday time. It gets really busy. I have had an inability to not get sick. I caught the flu for a little bit. Uh, I didn't oh, want. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why. That's why I relate. I remember yeah, now. That shit was terrible. I don't know if it was something I ate or something that I caught from people that I work with, but it was real. You know the real flu and you know fake flus. It wasn't just like stomach cramps. I had actual chills. They were sweating. Um, I didn't vomit, but uh, there was liquid going on. No, work. yeah. No, I, you just, you're in bed wondering if anything is real anymore. Yeah, it was kind of scary, though. It was a very humbling experience because I don't have a habit of getting sick that often. Uh, it's been about two years since the last time I got really sick like genuinely sick and um yeah that was kind of all all fucked up we was due to record that weekend but i told you i was like you know what i don't think you should be over here because the whole concept of catching things from people grosses me out i I start to panic when someone's like a little bit sick because i don't want to catch anything yeah yeah it's really disgusting i think it's uh everybody's sick and dirty i've just accepted yeah Uh, but yeah you are listening to the uh contaminated saliva sessions (laughs) So, needless to say, there's been a lot of shit that has been happening. I feel like I start every episode off like that, because we usually post every two weeks. But seeing as how, there's like an up and down side. The negative side, when we don't record for a while, is that we don't record for a while. You know, we're off schedule. The the benefit is that uh, a lot of random shit may or may not transpire in between. So, I have a long list of things that I've taken note of, and it's all like in chronological order. So I don't feel like anything is too old to talk about, but it does suck when, um, you know, I'm actually like prepared to do the podcast, but I got all these topics and then we wait another week or two and I'm like, eh, should yeah, I still, uh... pe- people tend to have short attention spans. So I guess we could start with more recent and then head back. That sound like a good idea. Well, to you? What if we start with, so I don't know, this shit, uh, caught me completely off guard. I was driving, I got XM radio. I usually listen to one of the rap stations and i was listening to it used to be called backspin and now it is branded as the rock of the bell station uh and you have uh ll cool j doing the drops for it so i'm driving and the intro to this song is like 30 seconds of this dude talking about uh how awesome it is when fake ass people uh get murdered in the middle of the street so i'd like you to Listen to this and just give your uh, reaction to it. All right, cool. You sent me the link. I'm going to open that up right now, and I want to listen to yeah, this. Yeah, what up, son? You know what I'm saying? I hate snitches, man. Like, I like when they get killed in the summertime in front of everybody. Like, niggas be like, yo, son, you heard about so snitched on son? Oh, yeah, niggas killed that nigga broad daylight, dude. Oh, oh, you cut from that bitch nigga claw. You got bitch assness all in you. I knew you was so- Alright, is this a real song? Yeah. That's I've a never, real song? I've never heard this song. I've never heard of this dude. And I was like, usually 
they'll play some tribe called quest some you know they they basically run it from the 80s to the you know like 99 or something right and it's usually something really good something i'm familiar with and then you're just driving it's like yeah i like when they get killed in the street <laughs> they see the brains on the sidewalk i'm like what the <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. That actually kind of threw me. It, it was the enthusiasm that he had for people getting killed in front of other people. I, I was like, I don't need like the fact that he wasn't just excited at the fact that someone got murdered. He was like in front of everybody. You heard? I want everybody to see this nigga get clapped. I was like, uh, OK, that kind of made me uncomfortable a little bit. But I mean, it's definitely not the worst intro to a song that I've heard. Yeah, they didn't they didn't talk about him having sickle cell or anything. No, he didn't talk no no no, yeah, for sure. And I don't even know if certain symptoms of sickle cell are having seizures and heart attacks. Tupac just <laughs> I don't threw think so. he just threw that out there for everybody to have a piece of. But there was a three six mafia song that like the intro made me question if I should even be listening to the song. Yo, snitch ass, bitch ass, trick ass nigga. I was like <laughs> I was like, damn, dude. Like, I didn't turn that shit on. That used to be my uh, voicemail. Oh, really? You snitch ass, bitch ass, trick ass? Yeah, my mom yelled at me. Oh, ass? I'm pretty sure you deserve it. So, while we're on the... Con- I guess while we're talking about rap and the dude did mention snitches, over the last month or so, uh, Takashi 69 got arrest, arrest... What is it? Rico charges? I didn't know that was a real thing. I don't know if people are, like, making certain charges up or whatever else is going on, but there's... Racketeering? Racketeering, yes. Yeah. I'm not even. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm gonna do the research and find out like what racketeering actually is. I mean, I did look it up. I don't remember because uh, it's oh. one of those things where like it was big uh, back in the day. You know, they would get the mobsters and shit with it because they they couldn't catch them with anything. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Isn't it just like a side thing to conspiracy? I think so. Potentially, racketeering is dishonest and fraudulent business dealings. So that's that's very vague, I suppose. Yeah, I don't know. Um, a racket is an organized criminal act. Well, we know what a racket is. Blah, blah, blah. That's a ri- wait. So racket is a, a technical term. I thought that was just old timey talk. No, it's racket is crime. Uh, a racket. What is kind a, of racket you're running here? See? Yeah. No, no, no. That's legit. It's wow. legit. It's right here. Organized crime, usually in which the criminal act is a form of business or way to earn illegal money regularly or briefly, but repeatedly. So I, I suppose you know. Um, this is some real shit that he's in, but I really don't feel that bad for him. Honestly, I'm act- I was actually excited about the uh, fact that because I couldn't get him for being a Mexican dude that says the N word. So I guess I had to like hope something else. <laughs> the thing is, so I was uh, listening to uh, this. The Needle Drop was doing a review of his newest album mm-hmm. and they were talking about like the genius is a strong word but basically how he's clearly manipulating social media and gossip and all of that to yeah. stay relevant yeah because the strength of his music is not there. it's not there and then on the newer tracks you see who's featured on them how his style is different because all his songs the songs that got him any sort of play it's just him yelling about it's a lot of yelling. shooting people mainly that's it yeah. And then now he's got that song that I think is terrible with Nicki Minaj. It was pretty he's bad. He's got a song with Bobby Shmurda calling in from jail. It's like Shine did back in the day? You remember he's when Shine literally, did Literally, it's a phone, it's a recorded phone thing. So they had this nigga freestyling on the phone? Yeah. So, oh. uh, but basically it's like, you know, it's, it's live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, you, you have a certain level of recognition 
because you're you're fucking around but look where you're fucking around got you yeah like tmz posted that thing where it, it looked like he was trying to put a, the hit on Chief i Keith. saw that i saw that clip that he was ordering a hit or a shooting of some sort on chief allegedly and, and it's like well okay i mean twitter's gonna talk about that but shit is out here recorded yeah and you let it be recorded this is the dumbest shit that i've seen in a very very long time and you think that people would learn from uh bobby schmurter getting put away they yeah. use his own fucking lyrics against him they did yeah you better yeah. watch out yeah i don't know I, I feel like if you're gonna be a rapper then if that's the type of shit you're gonna talk about then it might behoove you to not actually be doing it like if i were a rapper i would be talking about shooting motherfuckers all the time and like selling pounds of cocaine but you gotta live that life and then turn 25, get out of it. And then when you turn 50, start rapping about it. Because that's what it's probably past the statute of limitations at that point. Probably. Right? It's like, I used to do. <laughs> I used to run up and stab niggas with screwdrivers. Like, that's the type of shit I would rap about. Because, A, you can't prove that I actually did it unless there's somebody, like, corroborating the story. Like, yeah, he really did stab me with a screwdriver. But 25 years. Like, if I stabbed you with a screwdriver 25 years ago, I don't think you're going to be that upset about it anymore. And I guess it depends on how deeply I stabbed you with the screwdriver. Uh, yeah, you might have to go on a show to, to rectify that. <laughs> so this whole rap and crime thing, it made me think a lot. How many rappers do we know right now that are actually willingly a part, like famous rappers that are a part of shenanigans like that? Uh, is YG still rapping his? YG set? is rapping, but he... Yeah, he maybe, but he wears church shoes, so it's kind of hard to, like, <laughs> take him super-duper seriously when it comes to, like, crime shit. I feel like when it came down to it, he would shoot somebody. Yes. But I feel like you more than likely, once you get to a certain level, have an individual that tells you, okay, stop fucking around. This isn't... You're trying to get your money. You're trying to do this. You can't really be in the street. Well, especially and, when you're on a, a major label, you know, you have you have people telling you uh, how you should be acting. Yes. You know, image is one thing, but like if you're literally in legal trouble constantly, that's not necessarily good for your brand and you're not necessarily making them the money they want you to make. Right. Exactly. It's, it's kind of hurting what it is that you're doing unless you're doing it a certain way, I suppose. So uh, I have a, an interesting question that I don't think I know the answer to. Maybe uh -huh. I do know the answer. All right. Do you think the most ignorant rap that is mostly about doing crimes, do you think that white people like it more? Yes. Or black people like it more? I believe, I believe white people like it more. Yes. Yeah, and here's right. my reasoning. My reasoning is because they might see it and sometimes they come from backgrounds that are way further, like placed away from that type of activity sometimes occasionally you have the duality of it you have the fact that someone's talking about committing like wild ass crimes and you have the fact that it is rap music and there are two different cultures so not only is this giving you insight into what it's like to commit these crimes sometimes it's giving you insight into what you may or may not potentially believe depending on who you are is what it's like to be a black person or the same color as the person like whoever it is talking about this gang shit you see it and it's just like oh shit like this is some real shit and they're the main people paying for concert tickets they're the main people maybe stream like downloading i don't know if people still buy albums or whatnot but when someone drops something the people that fuck with it and spend are spending the most money on it 
tend to be, uh, you know, when it's that ignorant shit, like, you know, white people. Like, Sheck West, that shit sucks. Yeah. That, that, that shit sucks. I mean, it's the song go hard. My mama go hard, but. And then how many uh, videos do you see on Twitter and YouTube of, like, a bar mitzvah and shit going wild to it, right? Yeah, fuck, shit, bitch. A yarmulke fly across the screen. Like, it's, you can see it's 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 the thrill of, um being a part of this culture or at least sampling some of it because you get to go back and not have to live these things. So there's an appeal to it. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, the whole thing um, with censorship of music in the early nineties where they were coming after rap. um, And we aren't against gangsters, (laughs) (laughs) but we are against those thugs. And, you know, uh, they were talking about how, we're just talking about experience and it's like Wu-Tang, for instance, and obviously white people know about Wu-Tang and fucking I, love Wu-Tang, maybe a little too much. A little bit too much. I never told you about what happened when I wore my Wu-Tang shirt when I was walking up Milwaukee trying to get home. You made a lot of white friends? Apparently so. It was like a bunch of drunk white dudes that was running up, Wu-Tang, yeah! One dude challenged me. He was like, give me three songs. You know what it is? I was like, okay. This fucking, I think it was Chappelle's show that did it. Prob- you think so? That made white people be like, oh yeah, Wu-Tang is great. Yeah, probably. But, you know, it's like listening to Wu-Tang, uh, they talked about, hey, we grew up here in New York and we used to sell drugs. And then um, ODB got a bunch of STDs. But it was never, it wasn't necessarily glorified, right? No. And then you have stuff like, I remember when Chief Keef started getting hot, I was like, that makes sense for right here. Because uh-huh. there are people who can relate to that experience and have, have lived it. So it's, you know, it's like you're hearing that song, you're like, okay, it makes sense. But then... I'm reminded that the majority of America is uh, white tractor people. White tractor people. Red and, dead individuals. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, this shit go go hard. Yeah, shoot shoot people in the face. Drugs. Yeah. That's that shit I don't like. And that's the lyrics. Hey, man, when anything with gratuit, like gratuitous nigga usage in it comes on, I'm the person I step back and I be scanning the room trying to see, like... But that, so that's I mean that's just kind of the interesting thing is like the the minority community gets all this flack because of ignorant rap, but it's the white <clears throat> people who are making it popular. Yeah, for sure. So not to so, get into conspiracy theories. So like but. I mean you know do you do you blame the 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 musical artist for for glorifying the 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 lifestyle or do you blame the consumer. white consumerism uh, uh, for I think. Uh, this shit wouldn't be nearly as hot. Like I'm saying, like I think Chief Keef would be a regional thing. The it same would way, be. like Katie Got Bands is very regional. Very she, regional. She's not yeah. can catch on everywhere. Yeah, it'd be the same shit if white people didn't latch on to it. All I time. think consumerism mostly is to blame because being from here, like that Chief Keef shit, wasn't necessarily into it too much because it's shit that you see. But so it's not new to me. But for I've other had people, somebody who looks like him hand me a mixtape before. I... Yeah. <laughs> that was like clones. That's the only reason I didn't grow my hair out because I didn't think I didn't want anybody to think I was a shooter. You know, I was like, eh. I thought about because there's that weird awkward phase like in between where the locks come Did down you to your see eyebrows. That tweet, by the way, Derrick Some, Rose. Yes, that was pretty damn funny. I'm not gonna bullshit you, dude. Yeah, T- tell them what it is. Someone made a comment about how Derrick Rose uh, grew locks and he became a shooter. This is a Chicago story. I was like, this is that's that was beautifully put. That was poetry, if you will. It makes sense. So while we're on the topic of illegal shit and snitching, 
They're the niggas that have been calling the IRS on sex workers. Is that real? I don't know if it's real or not. It might be some fake 4chan shit. I don't know if they have... Like, how do you call... What do you say when you call the IRS on somebody? I don't... Like, do you be like, here's their Twitter handle, you do the rest? Does that work? Apparently, there's a form that you fill out that I don't think any of them might have the mental capacity to actually fill out. And it's really... We're in a simulation right now. I don't know what's real and what's not. But there, I know for a fact that there are dudes that are angry and on the internet and play video games and they also get no coochie. So what they do is they hop on and they blame women for the problems that they have. It's like this community's like this and we have these sluts who used to reject us to do this. Like typical incel quote unquote bullshit. And um, See, I can believe th- th- this kind of shit is why you're not getting it. That I don't, it's, it's a full and who, circle. Who thing. do they think is buying this shit? If there was no market for it, if this was so nasty and we all hate sluts, they wouldn't. There wouldn't be shit to report to the IRS, would there? I believe they bought whatever it was from these individuals. They busted. The post nut clarity kicked in, and they got double mad about their situation in life or whatever it is that they're dealing with. So they started snitching allegedly and contacting the IRS. I'm scared because I was like, that's fucking stupid. Why would you contact the IRS in general? I don't, I haven't even done anything bad tax wise. I pay my shit and I do my shit every year, but you're not going to see me willingly calling the IRS for no reason. I don't even want them to know I'm around breathing and living out this bitch. Really? I know they know, but the risk of being audited for some bullshit. I was like, I feel like snitching just puts you under the spotlight a little bit more. And furthermore, you know how I feel about sex work. I'm like, get your money. As long as ain't nobody getting hurt. Or if they getting hurt, they paying to get hurt. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's real straightforward. Yeah, but uh, if you if somebody wants to buy a picture of your butthole and they're willing to pay, have them, like, that's just, that's the free market right there. It is. I, I don't know. I really, like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand where the hate comes from. If, if. If five people are willing to buy somebody's stink ass underwear, that's <laughs> that's something that's going on over there between them. And I tell people all the time, I was like, look, if you're in a bind, take pictures of your feet. Do it like you don't even have to take it, you know, to a place where you're really uncomfortable, where you're really revealing anything about yourself. Yes, for sure. Like the individual you came across taking photos with 60k followers that's just crazy yeah, i need to start so I, I need to start I, selling feet pics bro uh are we finished with this topic so i could tell this story real quick or we might jump back into it but continue so uh this dude uh in my musical group uh, he he has a barber shop that is in the basement of a car wash it's a really cool spot but i mean it's, it's there's no windows in there it's uh it's just an interesting thing you go in through the back and then you go down and then you're in a whole nother world i went down there the other day and there's a lady lying on the floor next to a christmas tree getting her <laughs> pictures taken by this guy and he has like the whole vest with the straps and shit on it he have glasses on cameras yeah he had glasses they on. usually have glasses on <laughs> yeah and i'm just like oh they're having a photo shoot do we uh we use the space like that you know we have some shows here we do this you know so we somebody comes down and paints whatever uh he makes sure the space is used that's all cool and she was very friendly and and one of the guys that was there at the barbershop he's like oh i think i follow you on instagram i was like oh that's cool she probably got like 1000 2000 followers i look her up 60000 60000 i like 
I don't I don't know how to talk about this without seeming like I'm bashing anything because I, I'm not like I think that's great that her Instagram is doing well. I think it's great that the barbershop space is doing well, but it's like peeling back the facade of you know behind the scenes of the photo. It was just it's fucking weird, right? <laughs> um, it can be weird, but it's something that we've got used to that's just how the internet is like that's how the internet is whatever you show that's what you are whatever you show whatever you say whatever you post that is who you are that is your brand it's something that we touched on a little bit but if i hop online and i post pictures of my armpit at the same time every day and my at name is armpit lancy or some shit like that and I mean, there's a market for everyone out there. As long as the content in between is like jokes, it's cool, it's funny. But someone out here would be like, "Oh shit, what up? You that armpit dude, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's me. What's up?" And that is what you wear. Yeah. That is who you are to these peoples. But but my question is: Is she a model? Is she? Uh, I don't what know. did the bio say? Specifically? I don't know if she has a contract or anything. I know that she does some cosplay stuff. Yeah. This one, she was uh, <clears throat> like wearing a thong and a bra, and she had elf ears on and was next to a Christmas tree. Uh, and I, I was going to follow. I was like, yeah, you know, local lady trying to do her thing. Let me show some support. I was like, 60,000. She don't need me. She's not going to know if I follow her. You don't need me. Yeah. I'm like, eh. No, no, no. For sure. It, it definitely does feel it's a, it's a dual sided thing because i feel bad it's definitely easier i believe based on physical appearance for ladies to get that amount of followers but also they have the shit that they have to deal with it gets kind of i'm sure those dms are a mess they are it it must be a war zone in that bitch i uh i try not to follow stuff that'll make me horny like on (laughs) because i learned my lesson from tumblr like when i first got a tumblr i went all in i'm like i'm following all sorts of crazy yeah. nasty shit so yeah. i'm like funny funny dick going into something funny, yeah funny. so then i had to kind of bring back like unfollow some of the horny stuff and then with my instagram I'm like i don't want to follow any horny shit no. so for instance i was up late last night and i saw that you retweeted a really thick korean lady she was thick as hell and dude I, yeah it, it made i no ain't sense. never seen that before i ain't never she seen was that created before. in a lab or something I, that's not normal yeah uh, continue. so i had to look at her instagram and i was like well oh you found the instagram i'm what? like not gonna be following what this. is it what is it uh, her tell name me later. is tell me later lynn wait yeah she was i gotta find I, have n- I thought it was photoshopped at first no that but that's real? real that is crazy is she from there I don't know her life. I need to figure out what happened because there had to be a drastic change either in her diet or genetics somehow. She a mutant. They're evolving. You remember when like black dudes would post pictures of uh, white ladies with cakes and be like, (sighs) they're evolving. Or they would like twerk a little bit and be like, who needs black women anymore? I remember what. So wait, let's try to pinpoint what year was it where we started noticing white people with butts? Was that like 05 or something? Uh, Yeah. Uh, for me personally, it it might have been a little bit after that. For like 2007, 2008, I was like, wait, what's happening? And then now it's, I wonder what's going on. I don't know. I can kind of tell when something is, is I can tell when there's shenanigans. Because uh, I look at the ass to thigh ratio. Oh, yeah. If they look like ants. It's very apparent. It's very apparent. I'm like mm, Sometimes stuff be looking a little bit too solid and shit like that. It kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, sometimes it moves weird. In the porno? Mm-hmm. In the porno, specifically. 
this has been something that I've wanted to talk about for a little bit just because Buddy stupid as hell. First off, George H.W. Bush dead as hell. That's crazy. Not really. It's not crazy. He was going to die eventually. It was only a matter of time, but I was too young to really soak in what type of person he was. I have reason to believe he was an asshole, but that's that. But Buddy who got hit up by the Sentinelese people because he wanted to go praise Jesus with people that he didn't know. Yeah, the man who got shot to death by arrows. I just want to preface this with when you fuck around with them fuck arounds, you might fuck around and get poked. And he, this is as sensitive as that sounds, my remorse levels aren't no, super no, high. I don't listen. Because they told him, they were like, yo, these people are, they don't have the same immune system that you do. Do not go over there. Uh, they could end up, there could be a genocide. But also, they don't want you there. They don't want you there. It's against the law on Stop. top of everything else. Stop. He's like, but they need to know about iPhones and Jesus. And then I don't understand how, uh, I mean, I do, but why, every time a white person does some shit, it becomes a, like a political issue. Yeah. So all the, the right wing pundits are like, you know, why are we denying this, uh, this society? You know, they're living in a time capsule. We just need to reach out with them with information. It's like, listen, no. he wasn't trying to teach them nothing about uh google or you know no it was just like it was, well, jesus did it he's all. trying to go over with a chance the rapper mixtape and like start talking about god and shit and that's okay it's cool if those are your beliefs that's fine but when people tell you that your presence might get them killed because they experienced that prior that's why they're on red alert mode because someone went over and a lot of people ended up getting sick and they ended up dying so now they well, just own what, that let's uh, let's look back on history how well did it go for indigenous people after they it were never goes to christianity it never goes well for indigenous people anywhere yeah, in yeah. life ever so the, maybe they're the smartest ones of all hey, hey. <laughs> they don't have DMs to get jumped into. No, they don't. No. And they're their own fucking people. It's the fact that I knew they was on that shit with people because years ago there was a story about how a helicopter went by or got close or they were trying to take photos and somebody sent an arrow at the air helicopter and was just like, nah, bro, clink. And they were like, okay. They sh- they were like popping shots at the helicopter. So well, this what, dude. Do they... I don't I don't know how often they get visited, but like imagine if you don't know what a helicopter is and then you see one one day. What the fuck? Hey, bro, what the fuck is that? And you just I would automatically shoot at whatever that is. I I I would scream. Yeah, I don't know. So now last time I checked, the problem was they weren't able to retrieve his body because he went over there and got laid out. So I was like, that's theirs now. I was like, that's I made a joke. I was like. They they probably looted him like an NPC in Red Dead and then just like, uh, left it. How like how can you? I I really I don't understand any angle where you could feel sorry for this guy or be upset at the people that killed Mm-mm. him. Uh, there's remorse because a twenty something year old dude ended up passing away. I understand. No, I mean family wise, you got a family member and people that care about him and love him. Yeah, but, but if a family member of mine went over like, there, hey, Derek went over there. We told him not to. He got his ass hit up. That's the fuck. That's it. Honestly, I would be pissed off more than like sad. I think because if my sister or brother were like, "Nah, man, Jesus," and they did whatever that was, and I had, I caught wind of it, I would be super upset in a way like you know how we were raised, but we're black, so I don't know if that's. I think that might be the main difference. We don't really fuck around with. I don't know that many. First off, I don't know that many black missionaries. 
Secondly, Jehovah's Witnesses count. They do. You think so? Nah, I don't know about that one. Door to door is different from island to island. Yeah, it's different. Nah, but that's, I mean, it kind of, you're converting people. It is. I'll be closing the door on them niggas. I don't. I can't. I just can't. I'm sorry. It's Saturday morning. I I'm trying to eat cereal. By one, and I don't know. How I think long. they kind of stopped. Maybe they're using technology a little bit more now. That makes wait. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Instead of going door to door, they get, they either drop a pamphlet off or drop an Instagram account or an at just to be like, yo, you should come to. Uh, you know who's still out here though? Who? Mormons. Are they? Are they really? I see them from time to time. They they're always in pairs or on bicycles. I don't be knowing they're if wearing the shit. I don't be knowing if they Mormons or dudes that just work on computers. They dress like IT dude. They work like Geek Squad. Geek Squad. They look like they work for Geek Squad. I just don't be knowing what's going on. So I assume, because automatically assume either you got like a white button up with short sleeves on and a black tie, you either going to be Mormon or you're going to work for the geek squad. Those are the only two ways that's going to go down for me personally. I don't want to go on a, a huge tangent here, but I no, was watching okay. this uh, show on Netflix. That's uh dramatic reenactments of people who have won the medal of honor. Yeah. And the first episode, I kind of knew the story of this thing is basically the army made a, this outpost in Afghanistan that was at the base of like three mountains, which like if you know anything about tactics or whatever, you know, like the high ground is good, low ground is bad. So basically they're in this valley where like people can just fuck with them at all angles and at all times. Uh-huh. So basically the the Afghani insurgents or whatever they're called, uh they scoped them out for a long time. They're like, Hey, we're just gonna gather everybody we can, all the guns we can, and just try to get rid of this outpost. And they got like fucked super hard, right? So basically, this guy, he ended up basically taking command of the whole thing because he was just such a, a, quote, badass, you know, and they ended up, I think they lost like seven guys, but they uh, ran the people out, maintained the outpost that they probably, they were like, oh, this is a bad idea to build it here, and then they moved it. But what I found interesting about it is they're telling the backstory about this guy, and apparently he was a devout Mormon, he was a missionary at a very early age. And he was going to go into the church, but he decided to, I don't know, go to school or something. And then he decided to join the army. I don't know. I just feel like there's a big disconnect between, or there should be, between religion, religion and, and patriotism. The patriotism. And then like, right. Because, okay, nobody, okay, the people who take uh the, their, whatever their scripture is at face value, that's bad. And then you have the hypocrisy of picking and choosing, which is also bad. Uh-huh. But... It's like, okay, spread the, the word of God and, and love everybody and, and peace and all that, supposedly, even though, you know, all that other shit. But then it's like, yeah, let me serve the Lord by killing in the name of my country. Yeah. What? There's, there's, it, it's intertwined kind of hard. If I'm around somewhere and I see an American, I get nervous when I see American flags on anything because I know in which direction it might go towards. But I also get nervous when I see like maybe an American flag and a Jesus fish on the same yeah, car. You know that person will more than likely call me colored. Yeah, isn't that fucked up? It, it it's the same thing. There's like a formula. There's a formulaic approach to this that I really don't understand. Maybe it's another weird internet thing. You just adapt to what you see and you start to learn that if it looks like a duck, if it walks like a duck, it's more than likely gonna be a duck. And in this case, certain duck signs are, if you have a profile picture where you're holding a fish, (laughs) 
uh, if you're kneeling next to a dead buck like or something to that effect, holding the horns. Certain dogs. Yeah, certain dogs. Um, you wear camouflage for no reason. You're in Chicago, and you, or you wear those hunting glasses. Those, you know, those those yeah, like racist the, glasses. Yeah, like the. It, it's interesting because those are like professional baseball player slash yeah. racist glasses. Yeah. No, yes, that that <laughs> there's only two directions that can go in. The same way, I guess, in in a sense, it's reading, it's judging a book by the cover. Because if I see those glasses, or if I see you wearing camo Crocs or some yeah. shit like that, uh, my mind is gonna go to that place immediately. Same difference i'm in chicago and if i'm walking around a certain area and i see a guy holding an ipa and he has a handlebar mustache i'm gonna be like okay i know what that is i know what's up with that but that it's one of those interesting subtleties that if you are white like it's easy for for you to not get it until it's explained to you right for sure that the american flag can make one person feel this way and it can make somebody else feel an entirely different way. For sure. It all depends on the path that you have walked in life, how you've been brought up, the experiences you've had around um, people of the opposite side. But it's really interesting. I mean, we all in the same place, but we go through different things. And so, those, those people demand the same level of patriotism from everyone. It's crazy to me. Regardless of, of what... Uh, how you're perceived by the country or, or what you get out of it or, or, you know, or how they've thrown the book at you or whatever it yeah. is that you've dealt with. Like when I see individuals who are like, my dad risked his life in the military and he sacrificed this for your rights. So when the, when the, when the national anthem comes on, you need to stand or I'm gonna make you stand. And I'm just like, fuck you and your daddy, nigga. Like the fuck, the fuck that means like, me? well, uh, my grandfather fought in World War II, and then he came back, and he couldn't get a hamburger where he wanted to. So, exactly. I mean, uh, I don't know. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or my uncle fought in Vietnam, and he came back with one hand, so he got to hold sandwiches real, real carefully, or all the fillings will fall out. Was it's, this a real story? No. But I worked in a nursing facility, and we oh, had dudes. Okay. Like, I, I saw that dude. Like, it was a dude like that. You had to help him eat the sandwich. I had uh, uncles and aunts that were in Vietnam. You had to cut the sandwich in half, because if you tried to eat the whole sandwich, like, stuff would start sliding out the bread. So, you had to, like, cut it in half so it was easier for him to hold Oh, it. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you see. Yeah, it was kind of rough. He was he stayed with food on the floor. That shit was crazy. I don't know if this is like it's not a joke. Usually I'm joking, but this is real stuff. No, like, yeah, but the way like, you're just like, oh, he just had food all over. The it was floor. food all over the floor, yeah, because he was stubborn. You know, when you're in the nursing facility, you get to a point where it's like, yes, I understand, I'm here, but I'm used to taking care of myself. I'm gonna do what I want anyway. And the nurses and CNAs would be like, yo, can you please stop? Like, we keep having to get pickles off your shirt. Like, please stop doing what you're doing and let us help you. Let us do this, that, and the other. But that's a story for another time. We never ended up, and this might be a tangent but i don't know if you want to go into like certain emt stories that we've owed from months ago and i know i completely caught you off guard right now this There's is like so many so uh this is some completely off the cuff shit like these are not topics this is not a topic that when we it comes down. to interesting things in my life it, it takes like a certain amount of prodding like it takes like a, a trigger you know to get it to come out so if you ask me to tell an interesting story i'm usually like drawing a blank but then we'll be. I got one off the top of my head right something, now. And I'll be like, oh, that reminds me. I got one okay, so right now. It ties into this conversation because we've spoken on individuals that are in the military. I randomly brought up nursing home experiences. And as some of you may or may not know, 
Reggie and I were emergency medical technicians for a little bit. Though we didn't work for the city, we worked for a private ambulance company that I will not name uh, for obvious reasons. This story involves me mainly. Reggie was not here for this, though we did have shifts where we were partners. And a pickup that we did somewhere close enough to Wisconsin. So you already know where this is going based off Wisconsin. Wisconsin, one of them states that can go either way. Like you're going to get a mixed bag of people from there. My partner and I, we get a call and it's a hospice call. They tend to be easy because hospice. Cool. This person is dying. Why would they like shoot the clip? Why would why would I have a problem out of this individual? I assume it's going to be like a weak person, whatever. So. I kind of emotionally steal myself because I'm like, I might see some sad shit. He's going into hospice, his family members, like clearly this person is on their way out of this world. We get up, we go, I'm sitting in the car and uh, in the ambulance, not the car. We get there. A gentleman walks out of the house and he approaches the ambulance. I'm the one doing paperwork and my partner was the one driving. And my partner is an Italian and Greek fellow that is one of my closest friends now and he leans and he's like yeah i just want to you know he's in there he might be a little bit agitated i just want to give you a heads up that's what's going on and i can tell immediately you know how you can tell somebody's beating around the bush or whatever it is they saying because they kind of stalled in a little bit <laughs> that's what i was like all right he got something else you want to say and he looks at me of course this is a white gentleman he goes older he says you know and i just want to let you know right now like he's never had a history of like racism oh, or, it, or being aggressive or he just it's the parkinson's or the dementia or so on and so forth he's a little bit difficult to handle so immediately i think i'm gonna get called a nigger so sure enough we go in george knows what's up he's like all right cool we gonna go in you hold it down in the living room talk to the family get the paperwork started Get signatures, do whatever it is you got to do. I'm going to go in and I'm going to get them worked over. Do vitals. Boom. Cool. So I'm in there. I hear the dude yelling out, who are you? No, get away from me. I'm not going nowhere. Typical, you know, either Alzheimer's, dementia, or whatever uh, degenerative disease that he had type shit. Nothing, nothing out of the ordinary. Sure enough, the brother of this individual looks at me again. He's like, yeah, so I just want to, he might say some things. I just want to, and I'm like, sure. And right then and there, again, it was like, I'm going to get called a nigger. So George goes, I right, Delance, I'm ready for you. Come on in. I walk in the room and the dude's facing him. And when I get within eye shot, the dude's talking like, no, I I want to go. Okay, I'll, he sees me. It's like. You know, what was the zombie movie with Ving Rhames where the zombies, like, when they see you, they, like, they snap, like, they head snap. Yes, like, when they see you, it's like, (laughs) like, he locked (laughs) on to me, he locked on to me and didn't say anything. And he just, like, glared. So we wrap him up in the cot. He didn't say a single word. We're moving the cot. I'm smirking at this point because I'm waiting for it. We put the cot in the ambulance. I hop in the back. I got to be in the back with this man. I started doing the paperwork and stuff, and the, everybody's wrapped up. He hadn't said a word. As soon as George puts the key in, as soon as he turns it on, gas gets started, pulls off. This man looks me right in the eye and goes, nigger. <laughs> did you laugh in his face? Did I laugh? Yeah, I did. I, I chuckled because I saw it coming. All the warning signs and the red flags were there. I, but it's like, uh, here's why this is funny. 
because you know he wanted to say it right away. But he waited. And he just had it inside, and he's like, He was mm, holding on to it. When like, do I want to mm. let this out? <laughs> so listen to me. We're driving to hospice. We are hitting traffic. And he called me a nigger 17 times. Wait, just like no. I counted. Just the word by itself, no I, context? No. The word by itself, it was a mix. The word by itself and context. Some, he was like, you like that, don't you? I was like, what? I'm And I'm fucked up. <laughs> and I'm fucked up because I'm conversing with this man. When you're taught to interact with these people, you know you're taught to not antagonize, to not feed into their delusions, to not like agitate them any further. I didn't want to make the situation worse. So I'm having a regular conversation with him while this is happening. And he's like, you like that, don't you? <laughs> I'm like, do I like what? And he's like, being called a nigger. And I was like, well... No, not not really, but you you keep doing it. So I mean, we just back here now. And he's like, mm-hmm. At one point, he didn't say a word for roughly, like he, roughly. How old was he? I can't. Uh, I'm not sure. He had to either be in his like seventies or eighties, maybe. But at least seventy, you think? He had a history. He was a police officer for a while. Oh, well, there you go. And he was a marine well, before. And I was like, okay, cool. So when I saw that history, I was like, all right, cool. This is my. This might be how this is going. He fell asleep. For five minutes. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up. Wait, he woke up. Turned towards me and was nigger. I was like, you just woke <laughs> up because we were in traffic. We were in traffic. And uh. like he, he fell asleep. And I was just like, whoa. So at this point, I'm like, fuck it. I've taken all of the verbal abuse that I can stand. So I start shooting the shit with him. I'm just like, fuck it. He called George a white chuck. We still do not to this what day. We don't know what that is. I have no idea what what that is. Like what type of offensive term that's supposed to be. I and, bet, well, I bet you uh, old old school white people probably don't like Greeks. Probably. I, I, I can I can or or Italians maybe. I, I can see that kind of going down like that. But he called him that, and then he kept calling me a nigger. And then at some point, I was like, fuck it. I was like, we in the back of this ambulance. You can call me a nigger like 16 times at this point. You're going to die because we're on the way to hospice. So I asked him a question. I was just like, why, why, do you, why do you call people that? Why are you doing that? And he was like, hmm, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, you don't want to talk about it. Are you okay? What's wrong? And he was like, nigger. I was like, that doesn't answer the question that I just asked you. And I asked him, I was like, were you ever a member of the KKK? And this man went, what no what's wrong with you and i was like what? so you racist but you're not that racist is basically what you're telling me right now so we got him back to the hospice center the nurse was biracial so he was looking at her and like clearly he could tell she was like part black and maybe something else so he didn't know what to call her so he just stared at her the entire time and it was it was a very interesting interaction and that's just one of many stories because we've owed you guys these stories for a while we were gonna try and have like a whole episode on. I these. think that uh, that says something about the KKK and how ridiculous they are, right? Like it definitely does. Obviously, I don't, I don't want to take them too too lightly. Period. Like, because I think that's a tactic of theirs, right? They're like, yeah, we're just, just mumbling like, idiots. There's like twenty of us, you know, no big deal. But when you have an old white person who's real racist. And then they're like, KKK, what do I look like? Put on some some white bathrobes and lighting shit on fire. <laughs> I'm like, like, stupid. Mm-hmm. 
he was offended. He was like, what's wrong with you? Why would you ask me that? I was like, you just you just call me a nigger 17 times. Like, why would I not ask you these questions? That shit was some of the most ridiculous shit I had experienced in a while. And it was really easy to be kind of sort of patient with him because he was dying. When somebody's about to die, I would have sat in that chair behind him where he can't see you. I thought about it, but I had to take vitals. Like, you know how you have to take vitals while you're in route? Like, every so on and so forth, they want you to keep taking vitals and shit like that. The secret is... To not take vitals? No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's part of the secret. But, uh, you know, like, if you, you if you get them to say they don't want you to take their vitals, then you don't have to. That's that That's that uh, CFD shit right there. Well, no, okay. Just just to clarify, okay? So Uh, if you're taking a patient on a non-emergency transport, which a hospice, this particular hospice patient is not. They're getting transferred from a nursing home to a, was it a hospice care? It was a hospice, yes. So they're going to hospice just so they can die more comfortably. All they're going to do is give you morphine and shit all the time. Yeah. Um. So you're supposed to take vitals, what is it, every 15 minutes? Every 15 minutes, yeah, not emergency. So the whole point of hospice is for them to feel comfortable and safe and all this. And they're old, fragile. They're usually uh, dealing with chronic pain. And the idea of putting a cuff on them and inflating that shit up and squeezing their arm every 15 minutes, that's kind of annoying. That's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. So the hospice patient, you'd be like, hey, you're supposed to take them every 15 minutes. If you don't want to be bothered, you can just lay here and take a nap. And they'd be like, that sounds like a good idea. Then you write in your paperwork, patient refused further vitals. Right. As long as you you get a few sets for Medicare purposes. Right. You got to get at least the first two or something. First two or three or some shit like that. There were rules to this shit. It was Uh, really interesting. Yeah, I would do shit like that. It's like, I know you're not going to fucking die. Not yet. You You are. are. Right, not right now. You're not gonna die in the next 15 minutes. I hope it is. I had people get close, like an hour or something. Yeah, the transport was like about an hour or so. So I was, I knew just from the passion he had in his heart, calling me the, calling me a nigger, that he wasn't gonna die like within the next 10, 15. Do you think he's in heaven right now? No, he's. I'm pretty sure he was a bad person. (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure before all that mental shit started happening to him, he is a piece of shit. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just call it right now. I'm pretty sure. Wherever he is right now, like they roasting his ass. So you think a uh, former Marine, former police officer. He can probably call bodies. He can probably baton somebody that didn't need to be baton. I have no doubt in my mind that he is Millie rocking in the pits of hell right now. Currently shaking hands with Ronald Reagan and all that other shit. Like playing beer pong with crack rocks. The size of ping pong balls, like uh, it's it's it it has to happen. Somebody got it. What's going on? You good? Yeah, I got the winter itch. Oh, the winter itch. Oh, you scratching because you've been layered up. Yeah. So, um, that was I guess that was the first story. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have more EMT. We could just start injecting them. Injecting. Unless you still want to do the um, the what? Injecting stories, EMT stories into the podcast. Yeah, we could just start tossing Unless them in. We, we're yeah. talking about doing a special episode, but I don't know. Nah, we're just going to toss them into the conversations that we have, like while we're talking about certain things. Um, So I have, uh, I guess I have two things. So I want to talk about, uh, did you hear about Neil deGrasse Tyson? Yes, I, I read a blog post by the lady that was apparently assaulted well, by him at least three i guess at least three i think this one was like a black lady and she made mention of how they were supposed to be studying i don't know if he put some in her drink or not but right there's he, one woman who said that he drugged her 
Right. There's one who said there was a meet and greet and he was like, I'll touch on her tattoos too much. Mm. There was a lady who I think he worked with her and then he invited her over for wine and she felt uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know if anything happened. So I totally, you know, believe that he was doing creepy stuff because he got that mustache. It's that mustache. He's a guy. Yeah. He's a nerd. It's the mustache. Um, you didn't mention the mustache. That he mustache. Has a mustache shirt, okay. but yeah, I think it's different when an old black guy has a mustache than when. Mm, a, I guess. I guess when he started growing it. Think about okay, what are you gonna look like fifteen years? I'm from probably now? gonna look like Neil deGrasse or <laughs> Sinbad. Either way, like there's only a few ways it's gonna go. There's only a few. Maybe I, I might reach James Earl Jones. I'm just saying like, you have like the goatee point. and shit now, but I feel like you're gonna get to be 40 or something be like maybe i'll just do a big ass mustache for a while <laughs> i don't know if that I doesn't mean you're a creepy old guy it means you're a black guy with a mustache i guess all right that's fine uh but uh you know i think it's definitely i don't want to say i'm getting used to hearing these things because that's not fair to the victims and it's not fair to the where we are in society but we're not surprised it does suck when it's somebody like, okay, you respect. If a, if a basketball player does, it's like, well, eh, you know, whatever. He fucking he shoots a ball. I guess that's cool. You know, he made the team win. But I think there's something to be said for public figures who encourage not not just uh, knowledge or education, but more so, um, like a sense of wonder, a sense of uh, you know, instilling in in young people. Um, things, the world around you is interesting and you should want to know more about it. You should be thinking about things. And I think that's really important more than, you know, memorize the stuff this week in this book. So you could pass this test and then forget about it a week later. He was out here talking about like, look at how like literally everything that you interact with on a daily basis is, is part of something amazing. Right. And, uh, you know, it was big for me that the two big things that I was interested in when I was very young uh, was, uh, you know, the universe, astronomy, all that, and dinosaurs. You know, him dealing with uh, the age of the Earth and the, the magnitude of the universe. It's just, um, you know, he's an important figure, and then it just sucks because it all has to boil down to being a horny creeper person. Yeah. If I find out Bill Nye did some shit, my heart would be broken. <laughs> I have more familiarity with Bill Nye than I do with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil deGrasse Tyson didn't come in. Why do we say his entire name? Uh, I First, don't know. middle, and last. You realize that? It just sometimes it flows like that. But he doesn't strike me as a Neil. That weirds me out. No, he doesn't. He looks more like a... Never mind. Because I had to experience this recently, so I'm not even going to crack that joke. I told someone my name was Delance. And they were like, Anton, nice to meet you. How the fuck? I do not understand how that happened. But it was an older white lady, and she did that. And I was like, Delance. And she was like, Jamal? Oh. <laughs> I was like, are you just... She uh, She had a mental Rolodex of names that she was prepared to call me prior to knowing what my name was. And I was like, how did that happen? But I wonder how many times he was referred to as Black Neil. Black Neil? I'm sure they worked in a lab where there was a couple of Neils, and they're like... There had black to be several Neil. black Neil. It's like I, they probably could have just said black, and they would know who who he was talking about. I don't. I'm. I mean, I'm not sure how the environment was, but I had a lot of respect for him. I still, once they do the investigation, I would like to know how this turns out. But I really hope he didn't. I really hope he was keeping his hands to himself. I really hope he wasn't drugging people. And I really hope. Yeah, those. I mean, you know, um, what I will say is that 
I was raised, you know, without the 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 male the negative parts of male influence for the most part right yeah like treating women as objects and you know if you really like a girl you gotta pull her hair and grab on her butt and you know it's like be very persistent and stalk people like i was never taught any of those things right yeah and i think i had a somewhat unique upbringing in that sense and i would say looking back there's still some things that i'm like uh, i'm not necessarily proud of that or i should have done that likewise right likewise like me and you are not 100% uh typical guys in that regard, but yeah, we still have regrettable things. Of course. So to think of someone who probably, you know, came from a, a two-parent household and and had, you know, uncles telling you shit. Exactly. This stuff is completely 100% believable. It is. Do you get what I'm saying? Completely, like, completely. Um and it's unfortunate, you know, I, I I put myself in the in in his shoes and I don't understand and again, maybe it's because I was I was raised a little differently, and maybe because I'm from a big city. But how, like, okay, I haven't boned like a hundred people, right? But I think I've had enough sex to know that that's eh, just sex. So like, let's say you think somebody at your job's real hot, right? Or let's say you're a manager of somebody, and you just hired somebody new, and they're real hot. Maybe they want to have sex with you. You don't do that. But is it worth finding out? Because at the end of the day, it's just. It's just sex. Like, It'll what are they going to do that nobody's ever done before? It's like are they going to blow? Are they going to really blow? Like <laughs> they're really going to blow back. your mind. You know, like I guess that's my whole angle. It's, is it worth giving up your your reputation, your career, um, hurting somebody else? The same when it comes to um, you know intersex friendships, right? Yeah. Like, do I have attractive female friends? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Maybe some of them would be down, but like, is it worth? Even is if, it worth that? If I if I broach the subject and they are down and maybe it happens once or twice is it weird after that is it worth is it worth any of that just to have sex just sex i think i think you know and i'm coming from a two two parent household you know and i've definitely seen things from my father that were like questionable because he grew up differently and he felt like there were certain things that needed to transpire in order for you to be a man or to be the man and in some way it instilled those things but i was mostly on my mother's side a little bit more you know what i'm saying because my father came into my life when i was like young young like three or four he came around this isn't my biological father this is my father the biological father he ugly ass nigga i met that nigga i was like ooh ah like i was very happy that i didn't oh so he's he's real He's real. I've, I've met no, him. No, not real. I mean, like, no, he exists. Yes, I'm not a. I'm not. No, it's not I'm not fucking Jesus, nigga. I mean, like, like he's like he's like you. Like, oh, you're like real. He's, he's he just, was real bad. Yeah, okay. he was really bad. Hence why I was raised away from him. You know, and it's easy to communicate with him. I know he exists, and I know there's avenues with which I can get into touch with him and uh, talk about things. But there's just not nothing to really talk about, and I know enough. To know that, all right, that nature versus nurture type thing. Like, had I grown up in a household with him, I would have turned out really, really bad. But with my father, I turned maybe a little bit bad. There's still certain things. He's like, oh, no, you got to you got you to talk to him like this. You just got to be real charming and do this to him. Like, corny, corny habits as opposed to, like, super duper toxic. It's okay to hit a, hit a lady once in a while type type uh, shit. Yeah. Who was that? Sean Connery in front of Barbara Walters. He was like, "You said it was okay to place your hand on a woman." Did you say? He's like, "Oh yes, uh, 
uh, an open hand is okay every once in a while, but not a closed fish. Isn't that fucked up? And then that's James Bond. That's telling James you to, Bond telling you it's okay to slap chicks. That shit was wild. He's like, oh yeah, it's wholehearted. I, I, yeah, I believe that. It's okay. There's a um, there's a clip that uh, they were interviewing this football player, right? And he had this special technique where he would essentially slap the head of the opposing football player to like get past them. They ended up outlawing it, right? And they were asking him to kind of explain how he came up with it and and the technique and everything. And his response was, when you go upside the head of a man or a woman, and I was like... (laughs) (laughs) Niggas in the NFL be beating on women, And this is old, so it's not like he's like, oh, let me include everybody. It's like, no. He was talking about sometimes you hit a man in the head, sometimes Sometimes you hit hit a woman woman in in the head. You do what you got to do. Niggas in the NFL, I don't know if it's all them concussions or whatever, but they be putting, they be laying hands on women a lot. I, you know what? I don't. A lot. I think some shit happened recently with this dude. Yes. Beat a chick ass. Yes. I don't know enough about it because I just, Touched. I almost read about it last night, but it's like, I don't care in the sense of like, I don't give a fuck about that league. I don't care about that team. Nah. And they're probably not going to do the right thing. They're more so than all I not. know is that there's video of him beating this lady's ass. And it's, what, like a year later? And they're just now cutting his contract or something? Yeah. And it's like, I don't really need to know the intricacies of that. Maybe that's not fair to the victim or whatever. But it's like, I don't, you know. Uh, but uh, I guess that's another thing we can throw into the trifecta. American flag, Jesus fish, and you like the NFL a little bit too much. Along yeah. with a picture of you holding a fish. Yeah, it's like this whole thing where men want to be aggressive, but there's no room for it anymore. No. And then, then they're, they don't want to actually risk their lives. So it's live vicariously through football. But I think there's something to be said the same way where, you know, you join the military and they they teach you to be a certain way for the survival of, of yourself and your comrades while you're out there, right? And it's not easy to to necessarily turn that off when you come home. And I would venture to say that uh, an aggressive contact sport such as football, you're going to run into some of that same stuff, right? Like Conditioning. Yeah, because, <clears throat> I mean, the, 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 the people who are in the NFL have been playing since they're like eight years old. Yeah. And you're taught, like, be strong, hit hard, fuck everybody, kill that person if you have to. You know, the coach coaches be saying some crazy shit to Ray, children. Ray right? Rice. He took that literally and actually caught a body. Hey, two. you know what? Speaking of which, <laughs> he he came he be out cooning against, it up. He, be he cooning came it out up. against that guy. Yeah, I know. But there, there's no place for violence in the league. And there's a, I'm yeah, like, what the bro, fuck? you caught how many bodies? This man was walking around like Candyman, just catching bodies. No hook, no bees. I was like, you need to stop speaking. There's no place for kneeling in the NFL. Do not kneel. I was like, uh. I'd be like, eh. It's like he's doing everything that he can to kind of backtrack from killing He ruined those. that dance. Which one? He's famous for doing this dance when he comes out. Oh, really? Of the tunnel or whatever. Uh-huh. And then it's like, I feel like when he does it now, it's like a coon dance. Yeah. You got to look at the video of the dance after this. I will. I'm going to check um, But uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Uh, You're so talking basically, about yeah, conditioning. Like with, with, conditioning. With football, it's yeah. like. When you're on 10 and you're about smashing people, destroying people, and, and I, I completely appreciate the athleticism of football, but, <clears throat> I, you know, I don't, it has to be hard to be conditioned to be violent like that. And then you're in a, a place where you're completely rich and famous and untouchable, and then uh, somebody's, you know, smart mouths you. 
And you know they right. get they get into all sorts of shit with men too. It just doesn't hit the light because it's, it's accepted in that community. Like, all right, you fight. But a dude, they also like, they sweep that under. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if they get into a big fight at a bar, they're just gonna slide whoever some money. And yeah, go don't away. say nothing. They're just gonna um, let it go. But yeah, you know it's terrible, and and I think uh, these motherfuckers need to get some help. If you know that you're angry and you want to punch people and tackle people off the football field, then there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. And it shouldn't take you hitting somebody, it being on camera, and then being a big deal a year later for you to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry." And it, you think that's the first time you hit that lady? Nah, you think man. That's the first time he hit any lady. These niggas be. Laying hands on motherfuckers. That should be super trippy to me. And these are not small men by any means. Oh, boy was hitting his kid all crazy. Yeah. Two-year-old or something, one-year-old. It's crazy. Shouts out to Mike Vick, man. Even I know I know people get down with animals and stuff like that. But, I mean, what he was doing was still kind of, it was still fucked up. But he went to actual jail for it and got out, right? Yeah, he went to actual prison. And yeah. um, I don't know all the details mm-hmm. from what i remember and i could be wrong people still don't fuck with him because of what he did i was they like couldn't he, i don't know that they proved that he was actually there right he had so, he was connected to it i saw the legal documents the legal court documents because i wanted to look up and see if he was actually laying dogs down and they didn't say anything about him doing the deed itself but he was within close enough proximity to them he also had a big name and i think he uh someone spoke Someone no, talked. I mean, I, I love animals. And he what was he, throwing he was money doing, into it, too. What he was doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. He knew that they were doing that. and um, But I think there is there is a difference between letting your terrible friends fight dogs. Was it on his property? It was on a property that he more than likely invested in. Fighting so. dogs and giving them money. There's a difference between doing that and then having fights in your backyard. Like, I think... A lot of people imagine him in his backyard holding like a fistful of money, yelling like, yeah, kill that dog. Like, get yeah, him. right. That's, you know. So, look, did, did he deserve to have repercussions for sure? But when you look at there are people committing murder or helping murders, covering up murders, beating women. And they're like, um, and raping people. Right. Ben Rapisberger. Okay, so this guy, he's been in the the sports news lately because I guess he's doing good. He's having a resurgence. He's, you know, older on the end of his career, He's and he's having a good season. He's been accused of rape, what, like three times? A bunch of times. Yeah. And I think, yeah. Even if you're one of those people who thinks that that women lie about these things a lot, it's like more than once, twice? You're doing something. You're doing some shit. You're doing some shit, dude. At that one point. of them was at a pizza place or something. I don't think a waitress at a pizza place is like, oh, oh, Ben Roethlisberger came in here. Like, let me make sure I get this. Like, what? No, no, nah. It, it, there's just yeah, there's certain rules to this shit. That shit is trippy. Um. So yeah, look, we 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 talk about this a lot. I feel like, uh, but we do need to do a better job of educating young men. And you know. I used to think we we're making really good progress until I started spending more time on Twitter and you see some of the shit that people be saying. Yeah. It's like, oh, you walk in and somebody's laying like this. What you going to do? Yeah. You go upstairs and she passed out and she got her legs open, butt naked. Like, what you going to do? Be honest. I was like, that's creepy, dude. But I also don't know who's posting that for a reaction or because they are actual rapists. But you just don't make a joke about that type of shit. Yeah. That's um, not what you do. But you know what I will say, and uh, please don't take this as victim blaming. I think 
50 years from now when hopefully we have better outreach and education there's still going to be bad people we still have to to do what we can to protect ourselves and be aware of our surroundings um we should just start killing people it should just just do it like if somebody trying to slide up in you first you get that thing secondly you keep that thing on you all right so wait no let me rephrase this because i did just make a call to start killing people i guess no but no self-defense hey hey lay people if more than enough people start getting laid out for being on their freaky i don't think that's shit. a big leap in logic you'd be like hey they might have killed me after you know so kill real shit i'm like bro nah fuck that nah um, get get that hold that i'd be i'd be afraid for women man like they live in an entirely different world than we do right like I, after midnight we can get up and hop out no i wouldn't go out. anywhere so no. uh i guess what i was getting at so like so one of these stories that neil degrasse tyson he invited this lady over. He's like, hey, why don't you come to my house and we'll drink a bottle of wine? I understand why, you know, it's your boss. You want to get ahead. Um, he's a great connection. But me personally, if Neil deGrasse Tyson invites me to his house to drink some wine and I don't want to fuck him. That shit weird. Going. I'm not going. That shit. Yeah, not some weird. Shit. That's a weird request, especially as a person in an authoritative role. You shouldn't be asking people. No, he definitely should not. No, you. That's that's. Yeah. Like one on one, one on one decency. I, uh, you never had that. like a teacher or something try to be like, hey, uh, we could. The closest, the closest it's ever gotten was this is back when ringtones were just like the sounds, like the cheap ass sounds. Uh, I was around 18 at the time, I believe. And my phone went off in class, and the teacher held on to my phone. And I got up, and I was getting ready to leave. And the tone, because it was my mother's phone at the time, was Sexual Healing by Marvin Gaye. But it was like the monotone, 8-bit, whatever the fuck. So I got up, and I walked up to the front of the class, and I was like, I got to get my phone back, I guess. And she was like, mm-hmm. She was like, what do you know about sexual healing? Now, I don't know if she was asking me what I know about the song, what I know about Marvin Gaye, as older black people are wont to do. Like, you don't know shit about this. Mm-hmm. Or if she was asking me what I know about actual, factual, sexual healing properties. <laughs> Um, but I didn't take it too weird. She gave my phone back and I ended up leaving, you know, nothing ended up happening from anything. So that it was a benefit. But uh, so in, uh, in 20 years, are you going to be like, what you know about that Cupid shuffle? what you know about that? I hate the Cupid shuffle. Uh, what you know about gigolo? So yeah, in closing for that topic, man, do better. Uh, yeah. everybody else, watch your drinks. Don't go anywhere alone. They know. They know. Uh, I, I have a I have a I have a situation for you. Oh, you got a question? I saved it just for you. Actually, fuck. We have um we'll we'll pay some lift service to this. So as for topics on Twitter and our, our friend Vintage Ginger said that we should do a bracket for Christmas carols. And uh I wanted to tell her that we are not white enough to know a lot about Christmas carols. I don't only know like one. I've two. never even been around caroling. No. So I said we could talk about Christmas songs, but I feel like there's no point in doing a bracket because we already know what the best Christmas song is. Santa Claus came straight to the ghetto. Is no. that is that it for I'll you? Give you? I'll give you one more one more chance. One more chance this Christmas. Yes. Oh yeah 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 for sure. Yeah. I, I knew that we would just instantly immediately come to that conclusion. immediately. I was that was like a toss up. That was a curveball. I wanted to see if that was it because I was like, I feel like it, there's no contest. Dun, 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 yeah. Ah, so we did it. Okay, so uh, gross question. Uh-huh. Uh, or bad scenario. Is it the one I... 
Oh, you tweeted a bad scenario? No, 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 no. This is different. I'll ask you one. You ask me one. Okay. Who's going first? You. Would you rather crap your pants in public once a year for the rest of your life or crap yourself in private every day for the rest of your life? Uh, That's easy. Once a year in public. At least that way I can just let people know, like, hey, I have an incontinence of the bowels. Like, I have a condition. Um, oh well you know what that is easy because it's you easy. just wear you wear it depends yeah exactly you know like it's gonna happen so you just prepare for it and you clean yourself it's once a year it's not that big a deal every day in private that's a problem that's a maintenance issue so yeah every day every day is a probably little diaper rash and yeah it's disgusting it's pretty bad so yeah that's easy for I me i feel like we always find a way to outsmart these we do because we're pretty clever <laughs> and witty so i have one for you now your dad has the tip of his dick up your ass. Oh man, you know what's funny? <laughs> and you have the tip of your dick in your mom's vagina. You can only escape by either going backwards or forwards. Which way are you going? I, I already defeated this. I quote tweeted this <laughs> a few days ago. And my answer was cartwheel. No! That's not backwards or forwards. That's not the rules. Who no? They okay. said backwards or forwards. Are we are we are these like are you trying to say these are rules of physics or are these rules no, of the it's, scenario they gave you two options and you have to choose those options like i chose the options and i elaborated why you have to choose the options one of the options Wait, and so elaborate my why. dick is in what again your the tip of your penis is in your mom's vagina uh-huh. and the tip of your dad's penis is in your ass you can only escape by moving forward or backwards which way are you gonna go I guess I'm going back back to Cali. What? I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I think it has to do with which parent you like more. Oh, I don't want to think about this. Uh, yeah, you just took it to a place. I suppose. Um, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose. Oh, my dad's short, man. Taking one for the team. Nah. Hey, that's <laughs> that reminds me of that Dwight Howard shit. Oh, they that were the White talking House about shit? him throwing it back and whatnot. I saw that. I saw that. Not not all the homophobic jokes, but the idea of of him being a Gluteal. giant man and, uh-huh. and bottoming is is kind of a, it is. a funny mental picture. It, it yeah, there's a lot of physics and geometry going into that. It's kind of funny. but he has known back issues. I don't know why they're <laughs> he got no ass issues. He got a gluteal injury. But no, like that's why he's not a superstar anymore. Oh, cause I don't he, know why I know that, but because he be getting his back blown out. Because do you remember he was like a top ten player, and then he started having back problems, and he's getting traded around and shit. Top ten, bottom. I'm 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 just th- I'm just shooting these out he as you're talking walls. right now. I know, <laughs> I know you speaking, but it's all good, man. Hey, uh, ain't no wrong being gay. You want to be gay? Go ahead and be gay. That's oh, a big hey, ass uh, gay dude. So what? we do we want to announce the winners, even though we got a video? Yeah, it's really easy. The winners of the um mint booty contest are uh tori um quasi and ebony it's great only like 10 or 11 people ended up joining it and we did it as fairly as possible we tossed it into a hat and we mixed it all up and stuff so i will be reaching out to these individuals um and you will get your eight ounce bottle of dr bronner's peppermint booty crease minty release sauce it's all good thank you for participating we appreciate you i think that's pretty much it man cool uh so next time we're gonna have more uh shenanigans we're gonna have more things i'm sorry if i sound sick because i still am a little bit but we'll see you next time
on Space Sessions. Baby, just try and make me smile